What's going on? We're back at it again. Another episode of the Man to Man Pod. Yours truly, Antoine Bethea. Um, my other half, he's going to be jumping in here soon. But definitely, man, I'm excited uh, for our guest on this episode, man. Um, a good brother, good friend of mine's uh, class of 06. Um, a DC legend, man, and just doing some great things, man. Um, Vernon Davis, man, what's up, bro? How you doing? What's up, Dave? What's going on? I'm doing good, man. Man, it's slow motion, man. Glad that you was able to get on the show, man. Come holler at us, man. And just, you know, just want to tap in with you, man. See, see what you've been doing since you retired. Um, just kind of talk about your 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 life. Um, when did you welcome football in, in into your world? Um and really, man, just 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 talk about your story because you got a you got a remarkable one for those that don't know. Um, for the listeners coming in, man, just a a lot of you know trials and tribulations in, in your life that I know. Um, just being you know a friend of of of, of you and your brother Vontae, man. So again, man, um, just talk about you know you growing up in D.C., man. Um, how that how 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 the city um embraced you and and kind of shaped you into the man you are today. Yeah, I think uh yeah, growing up in DC was um it was it was I think about all those memories that I had and it was it was a it was a good one. Uh good journey that I had, you know, starting from grade school, junior high school and on up to high, and going to high school down to Dunbar Dunbar Senior High. Um that's when I really found football and I learned that this was going to be a game that I can continue to do for a very long time and I didn't look back, you know, yeah. I walked the field and I tried out ended up playing tight end and wide receiver. And the next thing you know, they had me on the defensive side while I was playing defensive end. And um, from there, after that season in 10th grade, you know, everybody started to learn about me. Uh, University of Maryland came by and uh, University of Virginia. And they showed, they showed um, that they really, they were really interested in me. So, you know, after, after that, by the time I arrived in 12th grade, I chose to go to the University of Maryland because I wanted yeah. to home stay close to my grandparents and mm -hmm. um and then uh you know i had a plan i had to make a plan my plan was to get drafted um and i did i ended up leaving and you know i had a second round uh draft grade mm -hmm. but ended up going in the first round to six pick in the first round and uh you know from there got picked up by the san francisco 49ers and i didn't look back man i started to just keep going just keep going with the journey because at the end of the day you know our, our life every phase of our life is is definitely a journey yeah and, uh you know, we just have to give our all and give our best and and do what we can to make sure that we're successful in it. Nah, that's that's dope, man. Let's um let's kind of talk about still like stick on like on DC, man. Cause you know, I was able to spend some time in DC, um, went to Howard University and the, the just the love that I've gained for that city um is just re re remarkable, man. And um it's not an easy place to, to to live. And I can only think about at the time, um just to grow up as a young black man and just a lot of different things in that neighborhood that's 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 pulling at you um like do you think football was a um you know a a place where you could just kind of think forget about some of the things that was going on because i know you know we both had you know friends that was you know into the streets or whatever the case may be was that like a safe haven uh for you at that time growing up I think it was. I think it was an outlet for me to kind of, I feel like your anger, all of the anger that we have, the anger and the passion that we have um, as a kid growing up, we channel those emotions through doing certain things, certain activities. And for me, um, it was football. And I'm sure for you the same way, because, you know, it doesn't matter where you 
where you grow up, we grow up or or what kind of family you come from. We all have things that we fight through that mm -hmm. our family don't see, you know, yeah. but that lives within our in our spirit. You know what I mean? Our soul. So it's up to us to take those things that we see, those things that we place ourselves around, the, the, the trials and errors that we may face along the way. And we learn to channel them because they can make us a, a good person or they can make us a bad person. You know, yeah. they can. Um, and, and it's all predicated on on what we take in and, and how we allow it to affect us. So I feel like football was my outlet for the things that I had to face as a kid. No, nah, man, I, I get it. I get it. And shoot, like like you said, if you're able to, to channel those those emotional those things that you're going through and be able to you know channel it, channel that energy into something else, obviously you can see where it got you, man. And that's that's mm -hmm. definitely dope. Um another thing, man, uh the dupe. Like, where did that nickname come from? Was that you playing on the field? Was that you growing up? Like, where that nickname came come from? So, as a kid, I was always Little Duke, and my dad was Big Duke. Okay, uh, you know he that was his nickname. I I guess he made it. They made it gave it gave it to him coming you know from John Wayne or something like that. I don't know. I don't know the real story behind it, but I know yeah, yeah. as a kid they was always calling me Little Duke. And then when I got into college, the commentators started calling me the Duke. Yeah. Um. Just kind of ran with it. I thought it was cool and catchy, so uh, it kind of just stuck with me. Nah, that's a dope. That's a bet. That's a bet. Sure, man. So obviously, you talked about you know going to Dunbar Senior High School, um, you know playing the tight end position, receiver position. Mm -hmm. um, also playing the de the defensive end, man. How was you kind of touched on like you know UVA in Maryland, um, you know recruiting you. You decided Maryland just so you could stay home close to your to your um, to your grandparents. Like talk about that whole transition from high school to um to, to college. Like obviously you were dominant on the field in high school. Like what was your whole um mind process when you um ended up going to Maryland? Uh my whole my whole mindset leaving leaving high school and, and arriving at the University of Maryland, my whole mindset was just to just to to make it. I, I, yeah. I had to make it, man. It was important for me to be able to be successful in what I was doing. And, and sometimes I feel like I didn't really go to school for um, for education. You know, I feel mm -hmm. like it was it was primarily for football. And and even though I felt that way, I still put foot, uh, education first. You know, what yeah. I mean? you can't make it in football unless you have the proper grades to continue to to do what it is that you're doing. You know what I mean? For so sure. we have to, as athletes and as, as young men, we have to understand that our education, even though we feel this kind of way about this sport, we still have to put our education first. So that was, that was pretty much, that was my mindset the whole time. But now that's real shit though. Cause I mean, you know, we, we are, you know, student athletes, right? Students first, athletes second, right? Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, you know, you get a scholarship to play football, basketball, whatever the case may be. If I want to be an engineer, I got to go to school to become that engineer, right? Mm -hmm. So I want to be architect. I want to be a, a lawyer. I got to, it's, it's steps I have to take mm -hmm. to make it to that point. Obviously, I go to college and, you know, athletes sometimes, you know, get the bad rep where, Yo, the only way I want, the only way I can make it to the NFL is I, if I go to if I go to college and play this sport. Um, so I, I think a lot of times, you know, we, we might get that bad rep, like well, shoot, all he all that this person is is focus on the on the on the sport. But at the end of the day, I mean, real is real. Like that's the only way I can, you know, advance to the next level. You know what I mean? But like you said, man, just 
you know, making sure and putting that emphasis on the um the education part is 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 serious, man, yeah. and, and important. I agree. I yeah. definitely agree. So Sue, so, well, your um your freshman year, did you um did you did you come in playing your freshman year? Did you red shirt? No, my freshman year, I, I didn't red shirt. I did play, but I played primarily uh special teams. You know, they okay. had kickoff, kickoff return. Um and, you know, I just made the best out of it, man. I, I made that my full-time job. I knew I wasn't going to get that much playing time at the tight end position because they already had their guy. But um, I did it, and I felt like I did it well. Who was um who was the tight end when you got there? The tight end was Rob, a guy named Rob Abamiri. Okay, okay. Yeah, he, uh, his brother was – he had two, three, two brothers who were, who were really good athletes. His, uh, his youngest brother, Victor Abamiri, was – was like the best. He was like number one, number two in the country when he was in high school. So mm -hmm. they had a, they come from a, a good pedigree of, um, of, um, of, uh, you know, of, uh, you know, sports. So I just, um, yeah, I just, I just pretty much watched him and mirrored him and just waited for my time. Nah, I get it. So shoot, in your class, who came in your, in the 06 class? So it's funny because we had the quail on here, um, probably uh last week man and we was kind of we were gonna talk about it we were talking about them um howard and um maryland battles used to have in the 707 in the summertime but like coming into the um coming into howard man uh, not howard but maryland who were some of the guys that kind of like put their arm around you and kind of showed you the way as a as a young freshman i'm about to say sean merriman was one of them he was he was one of my he was one of those guys that i really looked up to uh yeah a year before me and we competed i mean we competed every day and he i mean he he gave it to me man he he let me have it the best way he could i mean i just i just kept falling getting back up falling getting back up you know he was so strong and so yeah. dynamic as a player but he made me better and he made he gave me that competitive edge where every time i i went out touch that field i knew i i was i had to be great but um, but yeah, he was one of the ones that that really um showed me the way. Also, man, so obviously you hit you 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 in Maryland, like you said, you're a freshman year. You know, you on special teams, you're going against Sean Merriman, mm -hmm. um, making you better. Like, when was it when you got to Maryland when you was playing at Maryland where you was like, look, I'm about to take my game to another level, and I could potentially make it to the next level in the, in, in the league. My sophomore year is when they they put me at uh, they had me playing H back, which is fullback, tight end. It was like a hybrid. Uh, yeah. And and from there, I said, you know, I was like, man, this, you know, I'm not used to putting my nose up on the linebacker. Man, this is probably the hardest job I've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> I've ever had passes, but I knew right there that that I was I was ready. I said I was ready because it was the game started to become easy for me, and um everyone started talking about me i was like yeah here we go i gotta i gotta i'm gonna do this and then from there uh that next year came about and then that's when i decided to leave i said i'm, I'm a junior i'm getting a good grade second round grade but who knows i can go in the first round you never know so i took a chance and uh decided to leave yeah yeah that's dope so <clears throat> going through that process right was it ever i mean obviously you made a decision after your junior year but was it was it anything any kind of thought in your mind where you was like man maybe I, I need to come back for my senior year or was it like nah I'm going I need to do this for my family or was it you know did you have any second thoughts uh yeah I did have some second thoughts only because my coach he told me Ralph Friesen at the time he said if you come back I'll make you the number one punt returner because <laughs> you know I was, a back, I, was a, I was a backup punt returner at, in uh my sophomore year well my junior year I was a backup punt returner 
So I would get in every, you know, every once in a while. But he knew I really wanted to be the punt returner. You know, I was 255 returning yeah. punt. You don't see that all the time. So it was, nah, it, was crazy. Pretty, it was pretty interesting to me. So he said, I promise I'll give you that spot. So I was like, oh, let me think about it. But then, you know, after thinking up, thinking it over, I was like, no, nah, I'm going to leave, man. I got I to gotta do this for my family, man. This is a dream come true. I got I to, gotta, you know, you know, help my family out, take care of them, and, and buy my grandmother that dream house I always wanted her to have. Nah, nah, I, I hear that, man. Hey, I'm just jumping in here, but what the hell was y'all doing that Maryland strength and conditioning program? Y'all was putting out, y'all was putting out some 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 animals out of that program. What was going on over there, man? Hey, I didn't take any substance, man. If that's what you, if that's what you asked. Nah, 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 nah. We, <laughs> I didn't put hey, anything UConn, in my system, we put them man. Out too. I want to know you had y'all had some guys coming out of there doing some. Obviously, you went to the combine and put up crazy numbers for a tight end. Um, that even, you know, look ridiculous in today's game. Like, so what was it? I guess what was it with you then? Because I know uh, strength and conditioning guys, we talked about it with Reggie, and like that program they had at UM, like how important they are to players and programs. So what was it for you? Because obviously it paid wonders not only early, but later on in your career. Yeah, I think it was, I think it was just, um, you know, we lifted like, uh, I don't know, we lifted like we were competing in weightlifting. You know what I mean? <laughs> It was it was crazy, and and I think the simple fact that I I took it really serious, you know, I was always in the weight room, even in high school, and then when I got to college, I just took it to another level, and you know, I gained about twenty pounds, you know, just from lifting weights and you know making sure I was consuming an, an ample amount of protein every after every workout. So I just put on some weight, and I kept my speed. I was mm -hmm. always fast, even in high school. So I put on put on that weight and put on my speed, and and next thing you know, I was I became a really dynamic player. And um, I think everyone in that in that program really bought in to how important that the lifting was for the organization. So that that's pretty much all it was. Is that everyone buying into to the program? Okay, okay, very similar then. Yeah. So you know, we talked about the, the combine numbers, right? So I remember, you know, '06, and you know, DBs we go last, um, like you know, we like the last day. So. You know, they was talking about, yo, Bernie Davis from Maryland, you know, he going to do this, he going to do that. Did you think you was going to run that fast in the 40? Yeah, I knew it because I, I was testing um, at API in Scottsdale, Arizona. Yeah. And, uh, we, 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 we would practice. We would work on our times. And every time I ran, I was I was either running a 4-3 or 4-4 four, four, mm -hmm. every time. So I, I said – and then when I was at Maryland, I ran like I ran a four four, four three, four four. I was really consistent whenever I ran that forty yard dash. So when I walked into the meeting with North Turner when he was in San Francisco as the offense coordinator, I took that meeting the night before I had to run. Run, you know the meetings you go in. Yeah, yep. yeah. I looked at him. I said, "He said, what you what you think you're running for?" But <laughs> I was like, "You know, I know to talk." So I was like, "I'm gonna run a four three. I told him, and he started laughing. He was like, "Oh yeah, you think so?" I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna run a four three, maybe four four, but I think I can run a four three. So I went out and ran it, and everybody was shocked. They, you know, they was like, "Ah, this dude is, you know, he weighed this much, and he was able to clock this time." But it, they don't know that I've been doing that. I've been doing that since I was in high school, since my eleventh uh, and twelfth grade year. I've been running. I've been clocking four threes, four fours all day. Y'all had some rollers out of there. DHB, Tory Smith, got uh, Foxworth. Y'all had some skaters come out of uh, come out of Maryland. What was your um, like your draft? Where did you think you were going going into the combine? And then how much of that bump up, like those conversations with your agent? Yeah, they said they gave me a, like a mid to late round, uh, mid to late round, second round, uh, second draft, second pick. Um, mm -hmm. 
So they said they won't take me in the second round. And and my agent said, you can possibly slide up in, in the first round. And I was like, okay. He said, I said, what do I have to do? He said, as long as you test test well, you get a good 40 time. So I said, okay. After he told me that, I was like, okay, now, now I think I really got a chance. And yeah. then at 40, the rest was history. That's crazy. What you went six, right? Uh, six pick, yeah. Man, so just just getting your getting your name called, you know, number six pick. Uh, you leaving after your junior year. You say you're doing this for your family. Like, how did that make you feel? Um, and, and not even granted, like you got you know your family, but you know you got younger brothers, you got you know siblings looking up to you. You know what I mean? So being somebody that's able to change the whole dynamic, family dynamic. Like, how did that make you feel when you was able to you know what I mean get that call? Oh, it made me feel good, man. I, I mean, I felt like, man, I, it was all surreal for me, man. I, I just, you know, I looked at, I'm at the table. I got my brother, Bonte, there. I got my grandmother. I got my granddad. Um, and I'm looking at everybody. I'm like, wow, our whole life about to change, you know? Um, this is this is everything. Oh, that's, I, that's that old CBA, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's that old CBA. That's that old CBA. And I remember, I, I remember, your, I remember, I think your draft night, that was one of those, you know, emotional reactions. And I, I know I cried my eyes out when I, when I got my name called, but I can vividly remember, um, you know, your reaction and getting your name called and how much it meant. You can see, you know, how much it meant to to you and your family. So that was that was definitely dope to see, you know, having those same dreams. So um, that, was, that was dope to see. No, nah, it was, it was, uh, it, it was, it was definitely dope, man. One thing I could change, I wish I could go back and change that suit. Um, the money I put aside <laughs> on playing around, man. I put a lot of money to the side couple million on the side for uh, boat cruises and, and, and party. <laughs> I thought she was going to say you could change, you would change that suit. Uh, suit. Hey, suit you know week? what? Hey, I would change that suit too. You're right. Man. <laughs> man. Who was that? Nah. One of them L&D joints? Man, you, yeah. you, know, you know, back then everything was three full sizes too big. Hey, we weren't we won't doing that finish, that finish uh, back then. But now I, I remember that day. You know, what I mean, obviously, I you know came out the same draft class. But I remember that day, um, like it was yesterday, man. So I, I, I already know, man. Just to, again, man, you growing up in DC, man, and you know coming from the hood, you know, just mm -hmm. and and for me, it was like you know going to Howard, but just hearing how much people respected you, even at a at a young age, mm -hmm. um. Guys were like, "Yo, like Bernie, man, that's a that's a good dude." So that always kind of set set with me. You know what I mean? Like, okay, he doing his thing on the football field, but like people around the city respect like who he is as a person, man. So I, I always um, respected that. You know what I mean? Mm, appreciate. It. Yeah. So, what was that pressure like, man? Being a high 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 draft pick, obviously your top six pick. You know, you have high expectations from the gate. Like, how did you um how did you deal with came with that? Um, you know, I just, I just felt, I just, um, I don't know. I just felt like I've always taken in pressure. You know what I mean? I feel mm -hmm. like I've had pressure all my life, you know, and, and I just kept thinking about, about all of that, like, you know, just the pressure of trying to make it even, even from those high school days, walking onto the track, not knowing what was going to really happen, but I kept the faith and I kept the belief that, Hey, I'm going to make it. I'm going to, I'm going to be able to help my family one day and mm -hmm. I'm going to change the dynamic of the family that I was brought up into. Um, so I felt like I've always had pressure. So, so accepting that pressure and moving on to the next level, I just say it's the same thing, but it's just a different place and a different phase in my life. So I can, I can handle anything. Gotcha. Let's, uh, let's go to your, your rookie year, man. Rookie year, 
Um, you going on the other side of the of the U.S. You going to the West Coast? Um, like you said, number six draft pick, so high expectations coming in. Like, how was that first OTA and and first training camp? Yeah, it was it was a way it was a way it was a uh, wake up call for me because you know I thought you go in you high pick you think you're just gonna go in and just start just ripping things apart like hey, hey this is my, I'm gonna do this. this is my team you know but <laughs> it didn't work like that man they had all them veterans in there and, and I remember the first ball I caught I mean those defensive linemen was on me so fast man I turned around I said no nah, this can't <laughs> yeah he's <laughs> moving I was like this is real man this is real so I really had to 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 adapt and. And just humble myself. It, it was just finding the humility that I've always had. You know, I didn't. I didn't have it because I, you know, I achieved so much so fast. Mm -hmm. it, it it just kind of just uh, took me to another place in my life where I was just struggling. But I had to find myself and come back down and and humble myself. Hey, what's that story about? What what um old lineman you scooped and slammed when y'all was um. <laughs> Y'all probably who, who you ain't gotta say your name, but what, what I, I, I ain't never seen an old lineman in the tight end getting the scuff. Was, was, was it an old line or, or was it D lineman? No, you talking, talking about Larry Allen. Larry Allen. Yeah, yeah me and Larry Allen got into it, man. I, uh, <laughs> we talking about the world's strongest man. Oh man, yeah. you, man. Dang, I thought that day my life was over. <laughs> what, wait, what happened? Man, he kept you know you know how it is when you're a rookie and then you get into your second year and then someone somebody still you got one <laughs> still bother you still make you do this and do that yeah, you, you still got three you still got you three still got games, games. Yeah, three four games, games. Yeah. man I got tired of it man I said look man I said I said no you 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 chill you chill you know I told him off so he came over to the sideline walking to me like this you know like Debo so then you know I saw him approaching. I swallow, I almost swallowed my tongue. I'm like, all right. I was like, what you say, young buck? What you say, young punk? I was like, <laughs> I was like, you heard what I said. He grabbed my hair, right? And then he then he let it go. Then he swung at me and I dodged it. And I came back and I hit him. And then we start, you know, start scuffling. Everybody ran over there, man. I man, I was so thankful they ran over there because he's about he's about to kill me, man. man what was Larry at about 350 at that time? Yeah, he's about 350. He's probably left the house. I mean, I, I, I don't know how I don't I don't know how I, I got grown away man that. strength. Yeah, he was he was gonna he was gonna let me have it. Yeah, man, that's crazy. That's crazy. I know y'all rookie, y'all rookie. Them them days was different. That was before, you know, all the rules changed with the you know the quote unquote hazing and stuff like that. Man, them mm. them 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 dudes used to be different in y'all days. Oh, <laughs> different, different, different. Cause you gotta think about them, the old heads, they they really went through it. Like for real. So they was like, well, shoot, the young bucks coming in, they can get the same treatment. Luckily enough, we had Coach Dungey. Coach Dungey, he was like, nah, we not doing none of that. Like no hazing or nothing. But obviously you had to do your, you know, your little stuff to get yeah. the food and whatever. But but yeah, them yeah, that that training camp, them so days Dungy, was different. Mm. Yeah, Dungey looked out. Bill, oh, Bill kind of let he kind of let, you know. The locker room do what they did, but every every position group it depends on who in that position group and who's your on the side of the ball. Yeah, your OG yeah, on that side your, of the ball yeah. too. So uh, Will Fork was pretty much our OG. He 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 looked out. Nothing really went crazy. We had Merriweather. Um, we had we had some, some solid OGs. They looked out. Mm -hmm. Sean Springs, mm -hmm. Spring Roll. He looked Spring out. So it was good, man. Right. And Mary Allen's. Yeah, I don't, that shit would have been. Yeah, he would. I would go ahead. Who go was ahead, the uh, big fella. <laughs> who was the quarterback when you got there? Was that? Well, got there, uh, Alex Smith. Okay. 
Yeah, Alex Smith was there. He, you know, he struggled early on. I mean, he had so many offensive coordinators, man. Uh, mm-hmm. If I was a quarterback, I'd have struggled too. I mean, it just you have to, you know, everybody's not in a position like Tom Brady where they get the same system year after year. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I feel like if he had that, he would have really blossomed early on and become the man that he is today. Yeah, he, he I mean, so he had he had a pretty pretty good career, and for him to come back when he came back from uh, going to the last season was crazy. So. But, yeah, I can imagine that as a quarterback struggling early with that. As far as, like, your love for the city, um, San Fran, the love for the team, um, Super Bowl appearance, obviously, um, Pro Bowls, a number of coaches, man. But, like, what does that organization, what does that city um, mean to you? Yeah, I, I think that city, man, when I, when I think about the city, it's just it's one of those cities that, that will always live in my heart, man. Um, it's everything. It's a part of me. It's it's the reason why I've been able to do some of the things that I that I'm doing now and that I've done. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. um, you know the the city is everything because the city is composed of people, and those people they support you. They they ride for you. They there for you. So I feel like everything that you're doing, you're doing it for them, and you're bringing them along for the experience. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so I can only say that you know um, I'm very thankful and honored to have that kind of support. And to know that that city was behind me. Nah, that's what's up. So, so the infamous, the infamous moment, right? You and Coach Singletary, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, like how? How? First of all, like, what was that relationship like? You know what I'm saying? And um, and like, what happened? Like that moment when he was like, you know, V, uh, you see V just walk into the locker room. Mm-hmm. Like how was Coach Singletary, and then that that whole that whole um, incident. That was pretty like, early. What yeah, that was pretty early. Early, early in your career, yeah, yeah. Well, I I was pretty much I was penalized, and I came back to the sideline. I guess he had enough of me, you know, with all the fighting and all that stuff. So I came back, and he was like, he was like, my man, go take a shower. So I, <laughs> so I said, I said, huh? I looked at him, and I saw his eyes get big. So I knew he was serious. So I just. Yeah. To the shower, yeah. So then, um, you know, of course, we all seen the rant that he had come on TV. I'd rather play with 10 guys <laughs> than play with someone that's all about right. it. So, <laughs> hey, so, so you know, I'm sitting at home and I'm looking at it, I'm like, man, this guy throwing me under the bus, right? So, next morning, I go in, we had a heart to heart. You know, he started crying, I started crying, and he was just telling me, he's like, I, I pretty much I believe in you, I think you have the potential to be to be great. And I, you know, I was, just thinking, I was like, yeah, sure you know, just that. thankful that he was honored that he believed in me that much. Yeah. So, so you know, then I figured it out. I was like, yeah, this this guy is really riding for me, man. He, mm-hmm. he really wanted me to do well. Yeah. And after thinking, in order for me to be be the leader that this team needs, is I have to, I can't get penalized because if I get penalized, I'm affecting the whole team. You know, it's right. not a one man show. So once I learned that, you know, I, my career started to take off, and I, you know, I have him to be. To, you know, to thank because he really helped me find who I really was and to humble myself and, and to put the team first. What yeah. year was that for you in the league? That was, I think that was year five. Okay, year five. And coming into it, did you have like a kind of like an OG or kind of showed you the ropes in the game in that uh, San Fran locker room? Yeah, you know what? I I, I did. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Brian Jennings, our long snapper. You know, he was, mm-hmm. He was an OG. He was like in year 13, 12 or 13, but when I when I arrived. I actually think about it, I think it was year four for me. Um mm-hmm. but 
he was he you know he was there for me but you know how it is you're a young guy you you listen but you don't listen you, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um and you but, are, you are, you're very obviously a very high pick you coming in you got you know you coming in a certain status already so you got to have a, a, good, a good strong veteran yeah you got to have a, and, and i had another one which was brian um uh uh who else uh brian jennings and brian young brian young mm -hmm. he was he was there as well so he was a good he was a good mentor for me okay okay mm -hmm. <clears throat> man so obviously you know you in san fran um you know y'all had some y'all had some some great some great players great players i don't know if you you know what i mean i think it was what 2000 well what was that? Y'all went to the Super Bowl. What was that? 2013? Uh, 2012. Super Bowl in 2000. Yeah, it was 2000. Yeah, so obviously at this point, y'all got a lot of great players, a lot of, lot of leaders. Um, shit, like we could, we could probably run the names off. Frank, Frankie G. Um, you know, y'all had Crab, then the old line, you know, Staley, Boom. Um, like what was it? Justin Smith. Justin Smith, yeah. You know, obviously, you know, Pete Willis, uh, Bo. Like, what was it about that Spoiler team? Squad. <laughs> squad. Like, what? Dante Whitner, you know, Deshaun Golston. Like, what was it about that team, man, that made y'all um, mess so good and play and play play good ball? I think because we were a band of brothers, man. We, we stuck together, man. We hung out together. We had events together. I mean, we would just – I mean, we would go over each other's houses. And, and I mean, we just had a great – that locker room – was like really, really amazing, man. And um, I think that's what you need. You know, as a team, you have to gel together. You have to get along with each other. I mean, you even if you don't like someone, you, you know, you have to find a way to really come together and accept that person. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. When you do that, you learn. When you out there on that field, man, you guys come together and you know that you can't let your men down because you love them, you know? And, and that's mm -hmm. what it has to be. You can't just go, go, go into a team and just, sit there in the locker room, then go outside, then all of a sudden y'all together. No, I don't start that. We start <laughs> the locker room, you know? Yeah. And, and that's how you build that camaraderie and, and, and have everything that you need, man. You know, because, you know, this game, you know, the ebb and flows of this game can be really crazy, man. Um, mm -hmm. But it takes a group that's together that know how to, to motivate and push each other. And um, that's, that's what it takes, man. That's what we had. That's what's up, man. Was it anybody? Uh, you were, you were in San Fran for a minute. Was there anybody that you kind of took under your wing to continue once they came in, and maybe you saw some of your younger self in them, or was it anybody like that that you can remember? Yeah, let me. I, I feel like all the young guys, every all the young guys that came in, I've always I've always taken them in, man. Um, I'm trying to think anybody specific. Um, I think every tight end uh, from Vance McDonald to, um, yeah, just every all you. It's usually the tight ends that come in that I take uh, take under my wing and, and kind of show them the ropes. But then you know, as I got older, it started to change because it wasn't just about football. It started to become more about just life in general, yeah, yeah, and finances and all that stuff. So I had you know I had a broader, um, I had more range to be able to really bring these guys in. You know, because it wasn't just it didn't just become about football. We we're talking about everything. So yeah, made it even better. <clears throat> nah, so so after your time, San Fran, man. I know, um, 
you spent so much time in a place, man. And, you know, obviously we all know in, the, in our business, um, every every good thing comes to an end. You know what I mean? So that time, when your time in San Fran was coming to an end, like, like how, how did that make you feel? Were you thinking about shutting it down or you knew that you still had some left? Um, and I think after, after San Fran, you went to Denver, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So how, how was that how was that transition for you? Um, it was bittersweet and, and I say that because I felt like I was doing pretty good and and you no, know, that you was in that locker room, so yeah, yeah. I knew what that locker room was like. Um mm-hmm. we, we were really going through it, man. We were struggling. So I you know, leaving there was for me was was a good and bad thing. Um but you know, making that transition, being released from a team after I felt I felt like I was doing well. You know, that game I had before I was traded. You know, I you know I led pretty much led the team in receptions, um, yards, um, and then walking to the locker room, and you know you get a call upstairs saying that you you've been you know I want to see you pretty much being traded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I get to Denver. You know, I started playing, and you know they threw the whole playbook on me in like in like one week. And you know playing with Peyton Manning, man, it's, <laughs> that's, this that's, playbook is like it, it's crazy. All the stuff that you got to learn. You you need an entire offseason to to. Yeah. Right? Yeah. to learn it like that. So I kind of struggled with that a little bit um, coming from the system that I came from. So, you know, I started to, you know, you know, struggle a little bit on the field with, you know, with getting these, retaining these plays. So coach ended up sitting me down once we got to the playoffs. So, I, you know, I became frustrated. I'm like, you know, I, I made plays for y'all. The game against Chicago, I stepped up. Like, you yeah. know, I made big plays for y'all in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, the game against Denver, yeah, I dropped the, I dropped the pass, but – I made some big plays for y'all, you know, yeah. I came through. So then, you know, I, I just struggled, man. You know, I went to Peyton and I was asking him like, what's going on? Why didn't I put me that, put me on the field like that? Can't they simplify the playbook for me so I, so I can, you know, know it really well. Yeah. And, you know, after that, man, I, I just, yeah, man, I wanted to give up, man. I wanted to, I was just like, man, I'm hanging it up. But yeah. you guys, you can attest to this. You, y'all know better than I do is that no matter what you go through in life, it doesn't matter how hard it gets. You know, if it's something you really want to do and you know you can do it, don't let nobody else make that decision for you. You yeah. make, you know, you walk away when you want to walk away. So I said, you know what? I'm going to wait and I'm going to get picked up. So Redskins called me. They was the first team to call me, the only team that called me. No one else really reached out because the yeah. big knock on me is that I was getting old and I ain't having it anymore. Yeah, I'm about you know? to say, what, what year was this for you? This was year, I was going into year 11. Okay. Yeah, and, and they was like, you, you, you know, the knock is, and, and you know, I was thinking about it. I, was like, I can't believe one team only reached out. Yeah, yeah. You know? So I went to the Redskins. My Scott McClune was there. My general manager brought me into the, to San Francisco. He was there. I went to the scans. I said, you know, this home. I'm going back to the scan. So I signed a one year deal. Took a pay cut. They paid me about a million dollars. Right. I went from getting seven, <clears throat> seven and a half million to to one million. Right. Yeah. I said, you know what? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm just gonna prove to them that I, I can still do this at a very very high level. Mm-hmm. So mid season came. They 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 wanted to they wanted to resign me. They wanted to resign me um, for three more years because I, you know, because I was obviously doing well. Ball, yeah. I waited till the season over so I can, you know, really negotiate. So then after that, I ended up signing for three years, fifteen million for three more years. Washing you up, yeah, all because I didn't give up. You know, better, be, better yourself, better yourself, yeah, better yourself. So, hey, I was having a similar conversation. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of different where. I was kind of saying the same thing. Like somebody would come at me in the middle of the year, you know, uh, 
Nah, that was different. It was different. Nah, it was different. You still you still follow the game now though? For me, uh, yeah, I, know yeah, you, I, I, know I try to, but but with the schedule, man, I got man. It's so it's so crazy, man. I, um, yeah, this 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 acting world is different. So I, I try to watch as much as I can, but you know, um, but yeah, I try to keep up with it, man, because it's you know it's always gonna be in my heart. You know, I love yeah. the game. I'm always gonna love and respect it, and um, you know, it's nothing nothing like those Sundays, man. Yeah, yeah, we, <laughs> yeah bro, we was talking about that Dak, that Dak situation because I've been saying, you know, we've both been saying Dak should been paid years ago. Mm -hmm. And then uh, he was saying if they did put him on a franchise this year, that he'll, you know, he'll sign the franchise. But, hey, it's no talking this year. Like, after this year is done, I'm out of here. And I'm, and I'm negotiating on the open market. I was like, all right, if they come to that door, knock on that door and tell you four years, 165, you go change it too, and AB was like, "Nah, nah, I'm straight. So, I'm so, straight on that." So, so this, this, this was, this was my, this was my take on it, right? So they franchised him for 32, right? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I said if they would have franchised him again, it would have been 38, right? That was a two-year, 70 million dollar deal. So I said, during that season, if I'm balling, and they come knocking on my door and say, "Yo, let's do this long-term deal," I would have said. You know what? I'm good right now. We'll talk after the season. Mm. But and then even with that, my my mindset is like, yo, like y'all done ran me through the mud for two years. Like, yeah, but hey, when they apologize with them dollars, that that apology I, is. But but my thing, my thing is that if they're if they if they're saying four year, um, four year, hundred sixty million dollars, like, and that's just one team. So just imagine if I'm able to negotiate. In the open market, what I could potentially get. So, 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 Vern, I asked you the same question. You turn that down? <laughs> would I turn it down? Yeah. I think I, I, I would take my time and be patient. Yep, I would. Oh, okay. That's two. That's two on one. So that that's. But so, Brandon, Brandon Merriweather was like, "Boy, boy <laughs> like you know that money talk." But but what I'm saying is, I feel though money do talk. So if you if you offer me four one sixty in the middle of the season and I'm balling. I'm a better myself to think that I'm gonna keep balling these last thing, bro. You just came off a horrific injury. We know how fickle this game. Now, if you got you got one injury, let's say the next year you get another freak injury. We know it can happen any place. So now you got back to back injuries. I, now, that's I'm just that's still I'm, not a gamble I'm taking. When I got one sixty, but I'm not. I, I don't. I don't take you as a player, D. But when you're thinking about you're gonna get hurt. I mean, we we don't we don't we we keep it. obviously we're going to go every season thinking this is going to be our best season, our best year. But yeah. that's, that's the game of football. I mean, that's life, really. But that's you, definitely you, football. Like you're going you're going to get injured. He's been fortunate up to that point. I wouldn't take that risk. Uh, coming off an injury, you offered me. Now I earned it. I earned 126 guaranteed. Right. I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna take that. I mean, I, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I, you know what I'm saying? I, you're not wrong. Of, you know what I mean? Taking that that full 160. All I'm saying is, I feel like Vernon changed mind. I feel like you changed your mind. Nah, I'm just saying that if I'm two for seventy, you don't franchise me two years in a row, and you coming at you coming to me in the middle of the season. Well, shit, you waited two years. You can wait six more games if you really want to talk. <laughs> and now I can really negotiate with you. You know what I'm saying? I take Stephen Jones out to lunch. <laughs> Anyway, that, I think it's a good segue. I think it's a good segue where we, we, we always talk about, um, you know, guys transitioning out of the game. You know what I mean? Where um, 
a younger AB, a younger D Buck, I think we would have tapped into whatever we wanted to do um kind of sooner in our career. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? <clears throat> um and I think V, you did a, you've done a great job and you just started talk you just talking about as far as like your scheduling, as mm-hmm. far as you acting. Um you kind of talked about it offline. I think it's movie number nine for you. So where did the passion of acting come from? And then, you know, um, talk about some of the movies that you did while you were playing. I know a lot of when we was in the um in the San Fran uh, locker room, they put one I forgot what character it was that you played, <laughs> but they put that up there. Like just talk about your passion for acting and like, you know what I mean, what got you into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um I think I know what you're talking about the Captain Torpedo. Uh, Captain Torpedo, yeah, that, that I'm, was I'm, it. I'm trying to find myself, man, trying to figure it all out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, thought, I thought I was the real superhero, man. Hey, hey, boy, I wish we could uh, find we gonna, Hey, Tom, we're going to find, find that find clip, Tom. <laughs> Captain Torpedo. Yeah. Oh, man, that's funny. But nah, um, yeah, my love for acting came when I was in, uh, so when I was in Maryland, man, I changed my major from criminal justice to art studio. Okay. And then, you know, after that, three years after that, I learned that my biological granddad was an artist. So mm-hmm. then it started to make sense why I changed my major. And I started, then I opened up the art gallery. And then while playing with the 49ers, I took a class in San Francisco called the Shelton Theater of Art, uh, where we did improvs, plays, and uh, monologues and all of that. And then I started transition. I got into my first role, first movie, and um, from there I just kept going, man. I um, I love, I fell in love with it, and I was like, yeah. I really want to do this. And I started putting together these skits and all of that, and and just kept going. And then what happens when I once I retired this a year ago from the from the Washington football team, I had put a plan in place. And my plan was to produce and executive produce as well as be the have the lead role in in my first very first film which is called red winter and that's um that's about done that's almost done that'll be done in about a week and ready to distribute go to distribution but that was the plan i had and and while i was doing that i got with an acting coach from tso tasha smith studio we started working on this on on just like different techniques and we started working on the script and just going breaking down the character and he really helped me with that transition uh to really learn uh get the tools that i needed to to really put on a good performance so mm-hmm. i did that then i went to the next one which was a horror film and i wanted to start with thrillers and horrors to kind of show the range to show that i would i could i didn't you know i didn't want to put myself into that category where i was just i could just do one role right yeah. mm-hmm. um so then i did that and then then this other movie that i just did called chariot you know i'm playing a guy that's telekinetic right and he can move things with his mind He's taking care of these turtles at a nature center and his only job is to get these turtles to to reproduce right but they're not doing it uh he has a lot of problems in his life he's struggling with this with with, with woman his life he has you know he, he has medical issues so he this character has a lot of stuff going on so i wasn't afraid to take on that role which is going to be a great role to show that i can actually you know be, get into character you know i can become mm-hmm. a character so uh I, i'm excited about that one um I just did a movie with um, with Bruce Willis called. Well, I had a, a nice, significant role. Um, it's called. Uh, which one is that? That one is called. They're running together for me, but uh, it'll come back to me. But now, yeah. now I'm getting ready for this. I'm at, in Mississippi, getting ready for this role um, with Patrick Schwarzenegger, Ruby Rose, Frank Grillo. Um, okay. After I leave here, I'm doing another movie with Bruce Willis called A Day to Die. Um, mm-hmm. where I put the character named Dwayne. 
Um, that's that's big action, guns blowing up, things, mm-hmm. uh, trucks falling, turning over, all that kind of stuff. So I'm gonna get ready, getting ready for that one at the end of the month. Yeah, now shoot, link linking up with with a guy like Bruce Willis, and I'm sure you met other you know other artists, <laughs> other great actors along the way. But uh, for me, you know, even he's been some some he was one of the greatest action probably heroes of our time. Yeah. So what was that like? You know, meeting him, working with him. I'm sure you learned some things from him behind the scenes. What was that like? Yeah, it was great, man. It was great working with him. Just learn, you know, being with a legend, man. I grew yeah. up watching him with my granddad, man, and it's, I mean, it was it was a tremendous experience. Just you know, talking to him, picking his brain. Of course, he's up in age now. He's not the same Bruce he used to be. But yeah. just saying that I was a part of one of his films is like, I mean, that that's going down in history, man. For so, sure. To be able to do that is great, but the thing I'm excited about is the guys that are that are coming. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, like like the Frank Grillos. Frank Grillo, you know, him being on this film and being on the next film, like, I mean, this is awesome, man. I mean, this dude get paid, hey, this dude get paid two hundred and fifty thousand dollars or more a day. That's what you, you know, right there. Yeah, yeah, you know, who, so, who is that acting coach again? To get <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's what yeah, you want. So, so I'm I'm a part I'm a part of this, something with this guy, man. This this guy that this this guy's real. You look at his, his movie that just came out, it's called Boss Level. You look at some of the things that he's able to do. Yeah, he's been acting for a while. He's in, in movies like big big blockbuster movies and all that, but he's really starting to really break out. You know, next thing you know, he'll be getting like five to six hundred thousand dollars a movie. So being a part of a cast with this dude is is amazing to me as well. Nah, it's that's always cool. big being able to align yeah. yourself with people that's Tapped into the market, people you can learn from, rub shoulders with, um, and really just get game from. So basically, you on the other side of the other side of the curve now, where you know mm-hmm. when you was watching football team in the Niners, like you said, you was putting your arm around around guys coming into the locker room and talking about life, talking about ball. Now, you know you got guys like you know Bruce Willis and Frank that can do the same for you. So that's all. All that can do is just enhance your your stock for real, for real. Yeah. No, absolutely, absolutely. And then yeah. all, all your experience with the football thing, obviously being an elite athlete, playing the NFL level for so long, uh, is it a lot of similarities in that in that, in that acting grind? I'm sure you, like you, you be on some big films, some big projects, like the schedule, the discipline. How, how is that working for you? Yeah, I think I think I think the schedule because you got to be. The only thing about the schedule is that they tell you to be there, but then you, if I got to be there at 10 a.m., I probably don't go on set, actual set, until right. about 12 noon. You know what I mean? <laughs> But the thing that I take away from it that's related to football is this, the preparation part. You know how it is, like they and and but when you guys when y'all locked on that field, man, y'all y'all doing those extra things that everybody else not doing. You mm-hmm. know, what I mean, you, from your feet feet work to to just everything. That's why you guys were able to stay around as long as you did and, and be as successful because you did. You obviously did something that a lot of people wasn't doing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's something yep. about you guys that you had that that people wanted, but they just didn't have it. You know, so. I look at acting like that because, you know, for me being up from getting up in the morning at 7 a.m., you know, reading the script, breaking down the script, and then not going to sleep until 11, 11 p.m. or 12 midnight, you know, I'm up doing those little working on, still working on the script, putting that time in um, from a preparation standpoint. And I got that from football, just the the work ethic, right? Mm-hmm. You can take that same work ethic and put it into anything, bro. You're going to be successful. And that's, that's one thing that football has allowed me to do is be able to take that work ethic and and just put it into everything that I'm doing. That's uh, what's up. So what's the end goal for, for Vernon Davis, man, with his acting stuff, man? Like, what's the – if you could if you could paint a picture and be like in 10 years, man, this is where I see myself in this acting world, um, what would it be? 
I, I, I love to have like just just make a make a big impact and just be known for for act. You know, when people look at me, I, I, I don't want them to I want them to see me as an actor, not as a football player. But but then when they do their research, they're like, oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> I play. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> now, right now, it's the other way. It's like he played football. But, oh, yeah, I saw him in that movie. You know, I wanted to be the other way around. And, and that's and that's all cool. That's, you know, it's part of the journey. Um, you know, my, my goal is to get to that 400 mark when it comes to films. Like, I want to look back and be like, damn, I did 400 films, you know? Mm. So so that's that's my goal. Um, but I, I know it's going to be a lot of work, you know, a process, patience. But, you know, as I continue to keep going, you know, you only get better and better the more you do something. So yeah. All things you're used to. And um, yeah. we talked to, uh, we had the quarrel on here last time. We spoke with him about um, <clears throat> kind of when did, when, did, when did that click for us being a football player? I know you've been a businessman, you've been a, a franchisee. Uh, a franchise owner, I'm sorry, and other things off the field. When did that kind of click for you? And you also said that was a part of you, you know, mentoring young guys under you. When did that click for you off the field? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I'm gonna have to say when I started seeing a lot of things happening with guys losing money and all of that stuff, and and, and you know, me just just being not as cognizant as I should have. Um, then I just started to change the way I operated. You know, I started surrounding, and, and we hear all the time, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Surround yourself with great, like-minded people. And I started to connect with these different people, um, mm-hmm. people who were into real estate, people who are into to, uh, just business in general. And I started to learn, you know, just by asking questions. You know, it's pretty much free schooling. Yep. And, and once, I, once I did that, I was like, man, I, you know, I started to see myself um, just evolving and, ed- and being more educated. So, you know, it really helped me out. Yeah. Um, DQ said it was about year seven, eight. I want to say, AB, you said the same number. I'll probably say it's the same number for me, probably six, seven, eight. Yeah. What would you think like that year number, if you can remember? Um, you know, because talking to younger guys, obviously, like you said, we're all very, very beyond lucky to play that long. You know, you're lucky mm. if you play two, three years in the NFL. So obviously we need to get this into, you know, your athletes and ourselves mind early. So, um, what year was that for you, if you remember? Mm-hmm. May have been year seven. Year yes, seven. Sir. So about yeah. the same. About the same time. Yeah. yeah. About year seven. Yeah, so we got, we got to figure out how to curb that, how to shorten that learning curve. Shorten that learning curve, yeah. Year two, yeah. three, and just have a conversation like this, you know, in the locker room. Yeah, it's a great – this is something y'all might be interested in, too. It's a great uh, business that I invested in. Which is pretty pretty cool, man. It's it's pretty phenomenal. It's called Elevate. It's a y'all seen Masterclass? Oh yeah. The app. Yep. So imagine Masterclass meet business school. So what we did is we we take global businessmen, right? Mm-hmm. So me and Kyrie Irving, we we we're, we're the first ones to to get involved with this company. Um, you take you take global businessmen and partner them with professional athletes. And what y'all do is y'all make business and financial education accessible and entertaining. Okay. Just like. As imagine you sitting there with 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 somebody, you know, maybe it's I don't know who it is. It can be um, Mr. Kraft, you know, just mm-hmm. anybody, some global businessman. And y'all talking about business. Y'all can talk about how to create a podcast, how to how to invest in stocks and bonds. You, yeah. you know, you're talking about business and, and it's a pretty cool concept because it allowed guys to retain this information while, while they're on the go, while they sit back in the locker room. They getting all this information from from the from the best of the best so that's a that's that's a pretty cool platform that i'm excited about elevate all right, elevate. I'm going, you can check that out for yeah. sure definitely public so it's an app 
or is it like a program? Yeah, it's, like how- it's like masterclass. It's an app. Okay. It's, it's, it's content. It's content. All content based. Um, I know. I know. It started the the gentleman came from Goldman Goldman Sachs recommended it, and once I did my due diligence, I got with a guy named his name's Michael Haddix. You know, he's mm-hmm. a basketball basketball background, and um, he had already had Kyrie Irving on board. And I know Kyrie and I, we invest in some of the same kind of things. Uh, Players TV is one of them. But oh yeah, yeah, I, okay. I was like, I was like, yeah, this is uh, this is gonna be really good. You know, this is in my space, and you know, it turned out to be something that's this this really going that's going really well. That's what's up, man. That's so you can get something might, That's something y'all might want to get in, get into and uh, maybe do your own little class. You know what I mean? Sit down and, and talk about something. Yeah. Cool. Absolutely. Yeah. It's available on the App Store already? Or is it still like in beta? No, nah, they still, they still, they still developing. They still gotcha, developing. Gotcha, right gotcha, now. gotcha. Putting all gotcha. the content together. I right, bet. Yeah, do that. Yeah, I, see, do that. I see y'all some information on it. Right. Sounds right. good, man. Elevate. Yeah. Remember mm-hmm. that. Keep a lookout for that. For sure, for sure. But sure, man. I know you got a you got a busy schedule, man. I want to thank you, bro. Just coming on, just tapping in yes, with sir. us, man. Um, wish you best of luck in the in your future endeavors, man. Obviously, with your business stuff, with your acting stuff. Um, I wanted to get 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 you about that dancing with the stars, man. And, <laughs> you know, you was out there. You know what I mean? Light on your feet, man. <laughs> <laughs> you did your thing. You you held it down. You held oh it down. man! Hey, hey, let me tell you, man. I almost gave up, man. Why? Man, let me, man, that was the hardest thing I ever did in my life, man. Nah, I, rehearsals? The rehearsals. How many hours of rehearsals, man? Man, six hours, six hours a day, bro. Five Ooh. days a week. Six, six days a week, bro. Man, how far? How far did you make it? I made it six weeks by the by the by straining my hair, man. I, I just <laughs> and, you and you ain't got none, so I know that's tough. <laughs> I know you see what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Hey, hey, thing, man. That man, you if you going on dance with the stars, you might want to think about that one, bro. Hey, man. <laughs> hey, look that. And I, I was just, I'm, I'm looking at it. I'm like, just as far as like, cause you Probably be waiting to get sent home. <laughs> you be winded, you be tired, and you gotta remember all the um, all the moves. Man, the pressure, but the real pressure thing is the learning light. this routine, and you got you got four to five days, four days to learn this routine, cause you gotta tape it and show them what you're doing. So you right. got four days to learn this routine, and then you gotta go perform it live in front of a, a vast audience, man. Yeah, that's crazy. Six God. hours, man. That's that's real. Yeah. Yeah, my my dog, uh, Rashad Jennings, he he, 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 like, he loved it. <laughs> Six, never sorry, I'm never again, huh? Man, no. Uh, I'm straight on that. <laughs> nah. <laughs> so, man. Nah, man. But pre- again, man, appreciate you, bro. Again, man, uh, wish you best of luck, man. Go, definitely going to have you back on, man, once you... Once we see one of these big movies hit the big box office, man, gotta have you on, man. Yeah, yeah I can't be out to see it, man. It's gonna be, it's gonna be, be great. I'm, I'm waiting on. We, we sitting here talking about you. I'm listening to your story again. I'm waiting on your movie, man. The movie hey, about man, you. I, I, got about right? I got about a hundred pages, man. I'm working on it, man. Hey, it's gonna be crazy. You done did just, Dancing with the Star, Top yeah. Six. You know, give me a, I just all I want a little cameo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got I you. Want. I got you. I got you already. Yeah, I want nothing crazy. Yeah, I got you. That's crazy, man. Appreciate you, big bro. Okay, no problem. All right, bro. All right, y'all. Another good one in the books. Yes, sir. I got <clears throat> Vernon Davis, man. From from football player to actor, dancing with the stars, businessman, doing it all. Hey, we got to make sure we get that clip of Captain Torpedo. Was it Captain Torpedo? <laughs> bro, they put that junk up in the meeting room one day, yo. Boys lost it. 
We gotta, we gotta have that. Yeah, but, but what you got for the rest of the day, bro? Ah, uh, shit, I'm mobbing. Got some, uh, like two meetings. That's it. I'm probably go to the park or something. What about you? Man, I uh, got to get on another call. And then uh, I got trap practice for for the two oldest ones, man. So what ev- what events? They just um they just running now, man. Um, but obviously for the five year old, you know, it's not gonna be no nothing crazy. But mm-hmm. you can't tell him that. <laughs> And then little mama, she 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 grinded too. And then they got flag football on Friday. So all right. So but what's the weather like out there now? It's actually nice, I man. See the um, sun is shining a little sun bit. Shining. Um about 70. We ain't, it ain't like down there okay, in Florida. So that's, that's perfect. But yeah, we perfect. We that's good. Perfect. Yeah. So we good money. All right, man. Another great episode in the books. Bernie Davis. Man to man part. Yo. Peace.